Hey, this is Blake Horseman. You may know me from season 16 of The Bachelorette and a few episodes of Bachelor in Paradise, or maybe you've been to one of my DJ gigs. Heck, maybe we even met at Stagecoach. And this is the buddy, Eric Bradley. You may know me from absolutely nothing, but I am the one who got Blake his Stagecoach tickets. We want to tell you about our new podcast, Behind the Rose. It's where Bachelor Nation meets country music and everything in between. Every week, we chat with one of your favorite country stars or reality TV star. Or pretty much anybody we think is interesting that you would like to hear from. Plus, during season, we'll have next morning recaps of The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and Bachelor in Paradise. So listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, hell, anywhere you listen to your podcasts, listen to us. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And we'll see you behind the rose. Welcome to the Dames Who Dish podcast. Gina, welcome back to the country. Welcome back to the States. <laughs> Why, thank you, Anne. You had a lovely time in Canada. I did. I did. It's been a really long time since I'd been there. I don't remember it at all. <laughs> <laughs> did you go when? When you were I a kid? I was a kid, yeah. Oh, okay. When I was a child. <laughs> Boy, your parents... Took you on trips like Ooh, that? We went to Canada. Well, geez, we went nowhere. <laughs> we went to Disneyland and Hearst Castle. Yeah, but I think we drove. <laughs> we drove. Well, well we yeah. did a road trip with the kids to Canada. It's well, a long I mean, drive. Oh, did you? The whole yeah. way? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that is a long way. Well, you know, you can only do what you can do when you've got kids <laughs> and you're on a budget. I'm just glad you safely got in because you tested negative and you were able to get in. Oh, thank God. What a fiasco <laughs> that was. And Canada is no joke. U.S., they just wave you on through. Come on, people. We don't care. Crazy. We don't care about your COVID test. We don't care about anything. Just, well, I just keep coming. Is that because of Seattle? Well, no, it's a U.S.-Canadian border, so it's, yeah, it's but I'm thinking, U.S. Border Patrol. So who who guides them? What are the guidelines? Homeland is it, Security. But is it, you were going into Seattle? Into Washington State. In Washington yeah. State. So is it Washington State's guidelines? Because, you know, with COVID, everybody's different. I wouldn't think so. I think I, I would think it would be a U.S border entry I, thing. I would think so but because you're entering the country yeah and they're just like oh you're from the United States come on back yeah, yeah. we don't, don't care about you COVID now getting into Canada was a whole different story <laughs> they don't want to, us oh we had to jump through all kinds of hoops <laughs> to make sure we were COVID free which was fine by me now we're going to Mexico City tomorrow to see our son and they are like come on in <laughs> really well pretty kind much of. I mean, you don't have to even be vaccinated to go into Mexico. You just mm. have to fill out a little thing that says I'm healthy. I mean, it's very much check these boxes and we'll let you in. Oh, well, that's good. Well, you know, you probably heard that the European Union is considering banning. Well, unless you're vaccinated, maybe. Or are they banning Americans altogether? I think they're banning us altogether. But oh, it man. hasn't passed yet. We'll see. Our October trip is still up in the air. Japan. <laughs> France. France. <laughs> Now you'll Where be okay. can we go? Yeah, that's the question. That's why we went to Canada. Canada. <laughs> we have at the end of this episode, last week we talked to Lauren, who's also known as the Zen Blonde. She has a fabulous TikTok. She's so much fun to talk to. She's really interesting. I forgot when I was re-listening to our interview with her. Um, she is friends with 
Casey Hammer, who is Army Hammer's aunt. Yeah. After she did a deep dive on Army Hammer. She just posted today a picture with Casey Hammer having coffee. Oh, see? In LA. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. She deep dives on lots of controversial subjects, one of them being Marilyn Manson, who's kind of crazy because here now Marilyn Manson's in the news again because he was at the Donde event yes. with Kanye. So there was that. She talks about Erica Jane, Britney Spears. She met Kathy Hilton. That's a funny story. She worked at Goop, met Gwyneth. And she tells about a cult uh, incident she had yeah. when she was doing her year of eat, pray, love. <laughs> Yeah, she's super interesting. Yeah, so we're going to have that interview tacked on to this. And she's just fabulous. So give it a listen. She's super fun. Oh, and when we were talking to her that night, she was flying to New York to go see Sonia Morgan's show. Yeah, there's pictures on her Instagram mm -hmm. and probably TikTok too. But yeah, there were a lot of people there. Um, while you were gone, I had no life. I realized how much I rely on you. So we were supposed to go to the Joe Bro concert. Yes, I know. The air quality was so so bad it was 180 and during the day if you walked outside you could not breathe you had to have a mask on the venue for us is an hour and a half away it was still really high there it was like 170 we we're like do we go like it was a game time decision we yeah. were gonna have to leave at 4 30 in the afternoon to get to the venue in time to get parking food you know do all that stuff the concert wasn't until seven so if we drove all the way out there and it was really bad we would have been miserable yeah and it was an outdoor venue yeah I was wondering if they were going to cancel it all together we kept looking online that was the other thing that was really frustrating there was no updates everybody on the Facebook page was asking is this still going on people were selling tickets because they didn't want to be outside yeah I mean it was really bad we have the horrible fires here and well yeah Lake Tahoe is basically evacuated and yeah. on fire and the AQI there it's still today it was like 475 nuts nuts crazy so we ended up not going to the concert what a bummer <laughs> it was a bummer so me and dan had our own concert here which was <laughs> yeah, quite embarrassing so. had a few dreams entertaining <laughs> we sent you a little tiktok video that i will never post i deleted it right away after it i did it funny um so anyway then i caught up on some tv i watched clickbait which previewed this weekend on netflix how was it i think it's good i think some of the acting is horrible but the storyline is good and it kept me entertained just in the people that I heard from that were, were watching it also you think you have it figured out but you don't mm, so that's that's a good one yeah then I got caught Saturday morning I decided to watch the Bob Ross documentary which I've the been painter? waiting for yeah how was it I used to love Bob Ross <laughs> and just take your little just take your little brush and wipe and flick and flick and flick <laughs> He was so calming. By the way, I found out a lot about that. That wasn't even his real voice. He just used it because he thought On it was purpose? so soothing. Yes. So um, it's an interesting documentary. I didn't know anything about his life. It's nothing bad on him. I don't want to say much, but there's something like business-wise that was just so shitty. And his son tells his side of the story. And so the other side of the story is not being told because they don't want anything to do with the documentary. Um, but I felt sad afterwards. And I'm like, oh. Did I want to know all that? I would. I really just wanted to know, is that his real hair? No, he got perms. What? Yes. <laughs> you were kidding me. He was actually kind of good looking younger. And, really? And nice hair, but he was always into his hair. He loved the perm. That Well, that he was known for that. Yeah, he was. Mm, <laughs> so funny. He wore it well. He wore, did he? <laughs> I don't think so. And then I watched the show Al Rawabi School for Girls. It was filmed in Jordan. Why does that it's sound a rich? Is it on Netflix? Yes. I think I've seen it. I see it, it comes up, up in the on queue. My playlist. Yeah. It's brand new. 
So it is also English, the Queen's English, mm-hmm. but it's dubbed. It's It's got some hard, it's about bullying and it's a high school, private girls school and it's, it's, I guess, I still don't know if it's good or not, but I keep thinking about it. <laughs> I had a hard time watching, but I wanted to know what happened. Yeah. I don't know if I can recommend it, but I keep thinking about it. Hmm. So I don't know if that's good or bad. Thought provoking. Mm-hmm. It okay. is. It's very, again, acting not fantastic, but got through it. I probably won't watch it. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of one of those, oh, Gina's gone for the weekend. What, what else can I watch? <laughs> So you caught up on some of the shows, BIP in particular. I can't believe you caught up oh. on four hours. Well, I did. I, I just, I, I was desperate. I loaded my um, DirecTV app mm. and watched it there. Thank God for DirecTV app. Yeah. And watched it in the car ride all the way from Canada to Seattle. Perfect. So yeah, I got check, check. God, because lots and lots happened. I don't so even know if we happened. could, we can cover everything. I don't know. This might take a minute, but this show is so much better than the regular Bachelor, Bachelorette franchise. Just get rid of it. Just give us <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise. That's all we need. I know. That's all we need. But, but we need new people. So we need the new shows to get the I new people. I know. I know. Although a lot of these people have been around for a while. Well, that's true. They're kind of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we saw some faces that we hadn't seen in a while, and which made it all that much better. Oh, God. It was so So there was fun. a lot of swapping going on, a lot of, you which know, Which is pivoting. what we want to see. First episode, Monday night. I'm trying to remember. Chris and Chasen come in. Chris and Chasen. Who is Chris? <laughs> I don't even know. Chris is one of those guys that got sent home, I believe, night one. But they all hang out together. So he became very good friends with Chasen and that group of guys. And so it's like we should know him because he's been in Bachelor Nation. The bros. Yeah. They came in together. Yeah. They really played that bro thing. That smoke. The two smoke bros looking for some smoke shows. Yeah. Chasen's trying to make it happen again. I, I don't like Chasen. I did not like Chasen. I don't even think he's cute. I don't either. Ugh. I never really did. No. So, of course, they take on their dates. Jasenia. Yeah, Jasenia. And then Chasen took Deandra. Right. Who was kind of hanging out with Carl. Oh. Also, Deandra, gorgeous. Yeah, she's really pretty. I still don't really remember her. Well, I don't either. I think she went home super early. But now also, I heard today that Jacinia and Chris kind of knew each other mm-hmm. from that whole San Diego group. Yeah, I heard that too. And They've I mean, been communicating. Yeah. I, I, doesn't everybody know everybody at this point, for the most part? I think so. They Especially like the Southern California guys and girls, and then the East Coast guys and girls. I think they all meet up often. I've You've seen all those girls in New Dylan York hanging and, out yeah. with all the guys. Right. And also, I just saw Katie and Blake are, she was packing up from Seattle, moving to San Diego with Blake. Oh, so for God's sake. To they, San Diego. Everybody moves to San Diego, but Blake's Canadian. What's he doing? Uh, they have something going on in San Diego. Oh, probably work. Bachelor related? Yeah. Or social media work, you know. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, she was what packing they all up her do. car. They all moved to San Diego. It used to be they moved to LA. Now they're all oh, moving to San, San Diego. Diego. Which is just as expensive, if not more. It is. So we have the Mari and Kenny situation. Yeah. So Mari kind of made a mistake by saying, mm, maybe, Kenny, I want to be open to dating. If if the opportunity arises. Well, he was already with Demi. No, not at that point. I thought he was. No, it was after that. Oh, that's right. Because Demi swooped in when, oh, that's right. Demi and Mari had a conversation and Mari was telling Demi. <laughs> that's what she said to Kenny. And Demi's little antenna went up and... <laughs> She was like, all right, well, here I come. 
Here I come, Kenny. Here I come. I thought Kenny handled that so well because he was perfectly happy with Mari. He was. He's like, he's like I don't. I wouldn't go on a date. But so you feel like you want to go on a date. So what are we doing here then? You know. So he moved on he and. Did. She wasn't happy about I it. I didn't blame him at all. I didn't blame him either. Although I can't stand Demi. Demi. She's so, she's such a child in every way. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, I saw her on her social media. I think it was after Monday nights because she's getting a lot of hate. Yeah. But for her to come back and say, oh God, people are sending me hate mail. It's a show, people. It's like, well, if it's a show, then we're responding to how you're acting on the show. Exactly. I mean, I don't do the hate shit. I would never do that. No. I think people we just who, watch. We just watch and talk <laughs> shit. We don't have to send them hate shit. Exactly. I think sending people stuff, like commenting on their things, is so weird. Like, well, why would yeah, you do that? You're behind a keyboard. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about it on here. We're behind the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Hiding behind the mic. I'm not going to attack them personally, though. That just seems weird to me. Yeah. And then so, Tammy, were you going to say something else about Demi? No, no. Um, no, but I was going to talk about poor Connor because oh. he didn't know that Riley and Marissa yeah Marissa went to the boom boom room he was shocked I also found out who did I hear it on oh I was listening to the bachelor happy hour mm-hmm. and they were saying that like Marissa and Riley's date they didn't get back till like three in the morning like these dates go all night long it didn't seem like it would have been that long of a date it wasn't, but it See, takes forever not, to do not, stuff. Yeah, we're not seeing a lot of it. Because we're not there seeing them stuff. transporting, going exactly. out, and how long that takes and stuff. So Connor had no idea. He's with Marissa. He was like, hey, how was your day? Thinking he was still good. Oh, that was so awkward. It and was, then, um, who was it? Tashwan who said, you know, they stayed in the boom boom room. He's like, what? <laughs> they did what? He's like, I wish I'd known before. That was sad. Yeah, but Connor... <sighs> Connor I mean how good of a how good of a connection did Connor and Marissa have because her and Riley they are hot immediate it was immediate Immediate. Tammy dropped Aaron for Thomas that was really that was shocking and then Tammy was crying I did not like the way Tammy handled that no what the hell was that about no she and Thomas walked right past Aaron and it was just really rude and then but but then she was crying after because she felt bad yeah because Aaron called her on it and was like, that is, now Trey was the one who goes, look at her, what a skink. Oh my God. I mean, he was going in hard on Tammy. Well, and, but she deserved it. Honestly, Thomas was trying to be respectful for a moment. He was like, you know, I know you're with Aaron. I don't want to try anything. She's like, well, why not? And then she hops on top of him. Yeah, she, that was her move. Yeah. That See, when you move. do, when you straddle everybody, it's not so unique. Well, we know Tammy is a little bit of a wild card. Also, I think Tammy's loving the attention. I think somebody else said that too. I think Demi said that. All of a sudden, these two hot guys like her. So she's loving it. She's feeling herself. And then Aaron calls her on it and she's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't know why she was crying because that I, made no sense. I have to tell you, when Lance Bass, he was talking to Natasha at one point. And Dan's, of course, watching it with me. And he's like, God, look at Lance Bass. His eyes are mesmerizing. And I'm like, (laughs) do you have a crush on Lance Bass? And then Lance starts talking about, you know, this is where me and my husband met. And he goes, Lance Bass is gay. (laughs) (laughs) Where's he been? Yes, he's gay. And you have a crush on him. (laughs) He does have beautiful eyes. Okay, so then Joe and Serena date. That was very cute. And then they really genuinely <laughs> like each other. I, I mean, he's so. a goof, yeah. but I mean, she's she's a really nice girl. I like her. So Jasenia tells Ivan that she feels 
like more connected to Chris. Ivan checks some boxes, but the connection with Chris is, you know, they have a spark. Poor Ivan. He can't catch a break. The guy just is friend zoned. He gives off the friend zone vibes. You think? I think so. He's just so nice. He's so nice. So nice. So when, I mean, we're, I'm going to jump ahead, but when Becca came in, I thought, oh, Becca and Ivan. For sure. For sure. Like that's who I immediately thought. So then there's the cake thing with Demi and uh, Mari. She, Demi does this thing for Kenny's 40th birthday. And what'd you think about Mari throwing the cake in the fire? That was pretty great. It was great. It was pretty good TV. Yeah. I mean, it was a little immature, but it was great. Oh, absolutely. But you're in the moment. Go for it. And Kenny is like unbothered. He just is sitting back going, yeah, well, well, you know. Also, didn't we discover, so they went to the boom boom room and didn't we discover they had sex? Well, like yeah, he admitted it sounded it? like it. it sounded, well, Demi's <laughs> up for whatever. I mean, she was really disrespectful when Tia came in and asked Kenny on the date. She was like, oh, look at her. Yeah, and... totally the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah. And she, oh, God. I mean, she's no fun. I'm way she's more fun. She's being a bitch. She's so malicious. I'm like, oh, bitch, you did the exact same thing. She what are you really talking about? She can't handle it. She can totally she dish it out. She has a problem with anybody going at her. Yeah, she takes or being everything. Embarrassed. Yeah, she takes everything so personal. Well, she should. <laughs> She also plays it off like, oh, this is just my shtick. It's just my thing. I'm being funny. Is it but though? But it's not. It's not. It, it means more. So on the Bachelor Happy Hour, it was Tia and Becca. And they were talking about after that date with Tia and Kenny, that Kenny came back and met up with met up with Demi and started making out. After like right away. with Tia? Yeah. And Tia said, it, yeah, me and Kenny were not a thing. But he really was naked playing volleyball. Well, she was topless too, apparently. Yeah, and she really was topless. She's so funny. She's such a tomboy, and she's (laughs) no, she's not. She's just dorky. Oh, I think she's like a tom. The way she walks and everything. Yeah, but she's not sportsy at all. No, she's not sporty. But she just comes off like a tomboy, doesn't she? I think she just comes off kind of like do do do. Like she kind of leans over when she walks and stuff. A little hunchy. (laughs) Were you surprised that Becca was there and Becca came back? I mean, we knew she was going to be there. Excuse we, me. Knew yeah, she we knew gonna she was going to be there. She's way too classy for paradise. It was weird. <laughs> so once she came in, I thought, who is she going to connect with? Ivan was the only one I could see her with because well, the only there was only a few free guys. James, maybe James, but James. I don't really think James is all that. He's <laughs> a very nice guy, it's but the slicked hair. Something about him just is... now. Do you find Aaron attractive? No. I don't either. No. He's like a high school kid. Yes. That's who he looks like to me. Also, let's go back to Carl giving... Um, Carl? The bracelet? The, the bracelet. The Pandora bracelet. Oh, God. <laughs> what Noah said about that Pandora bracelet. That's he's so like, funny. Yeah, I think, uh, I think I gave my mom a Pandora bracelet around eight years ago. <laughs> like A Pandora bracelet? Where did he find that? DeAndre was so nice. But then for fucking chasen to come back and give her that necklace ugly tacky necklace i I wonder if he did not give her that necklace would she have chosen him see i'm surprised it took her a minute but i'm surprised she even accepted it and she was gushing over how she was just being great it was and then then, i feel like somebody else said yeah is that for real like you trust him but then in her interview and later on she didn't have it on so she must have given it but i thought what a Douchey it move. was it was such a dick move. I felt really bad for Carl at that moment. Like I don't like Carl. I think he's he's a dork. Yeah, he's kind <laughs> he's of a an big idiot. Dork. <laughs> but I felt bad for him because Jason kept coming in and coming in, just being an ass. 
Because you know Chasen thinks he's such hot shit. Well, and the fact, not anymore. The fact that she didn't pick either of them mm. was so beautiful. And she picked Ivan. Now, I think Becca was going to pick Ivan. I think Becca would have picked Ivan yeah. for sure. And then picking Aaron. I thought that was a good choice. I mean, there was yeah, nobody except left. that now Aaron is so excited because he oh thinks that Becca's really into him when she's not. I don't know if she, if he thinks that he is so enamored with her. He's he said something like, "Seeing Becca up there, it's like she's in her natural habitat." I know, giving out the roses. She's like, "It's big, it's biblical." I'm like, "What are you <laughs> talking such, about, such Aaron?" Such a super fan. <laughs> God. But she did ask him, "So how old are you?" And he's like, um, "26." And she's like, mm, "Oh." <laughs> Trey and Taj went home. Yeah. They both opted out. They took out. themselves out. Well, took Taj, Taj Wan couldn't shit. She was having issues. <laughs> <laughs> she was so hot the whole time. And then the one guy that was interested in her decides, eh, they're kind of friendly and that's it. But I like Trey. I did too, but I think he didn't want to lead her on anymore. I thought it was a good move. It was a good it move. Was, it was a good move. Unless the only thing is, if somebody new came in, but I think he didn't want to take her rose. Not knowing she would go home right after that. True. I also think it's funny. They all just like pack up and leave and don't tell anybody. Yeah. They didn't say goodbye. <laughs> they just boom. Gone. I, th- I think they do. So what do you think funny. about the situation with Noah and Abigail? Mm. It's kind of both of them. Don't you think? I'm trying to figure out what is the issue. Is it mm-hmm. Abigail or is it Noah or is it a little bit of both of them? Is Abigail like who's at fault here? Who's not doing what? We saw Abigail, their very first date, said, I move slow. And he's like, you can't do that here. It's BIP. Right. I think he tried and she doesn't give back. And so he pulled back and thought, what am I doing? I I don't want to look a fool here. And then for her to bring it up, like, are you friend zoning me? And then I think she felt stupid about it. I don't know. I think they could come back together. I haven't seen this spark and how much fun they have together. I haven't seen no, any of that. But everybody's like, oh, yeah, they're, you know, the relationship goals between Noah and, yeah. and Abigail. I'm like, really? I'm I just not- haven't seen much of it. Well, she said herself that she self-sabotages. So is she I doing this? That. Yeah, is she doing this just because she's like, okay, well, it's not going to happen. He, I think he basically said, by the end of this, I'm... No matter what, I'm not going to be ready for engagement. So maybe she's thinking, all right, I don't want to be embarrassed. It was weird. It was, yeah. it's a hard one to unwind. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know with these two, what's going to happen. Once they got rid of the extras, you know, the Connor, the Chasen, Tashwan, who was the other guy? There was another guy that left. See, don't even remember. Trey. Trey. But then there was, I think there was one other guy. There was like four guys that left. But I thought, yeah, they all needed to go because I wasn't feeling any of them. Like, at least now it's getting interesting. Oh, and at the Connor end. Connor left. Connor, Chasen, Carl. Carl. Trey. That's who I forgot. So when, then Kendall comes in. Now she now, looked un. Well, she's beautiful. But her body? Wow. Yeah, she always looks beautiful. But did Joe know? Joe kind of had an inkling, right? That she was going to be. How do you go on Paradise and not think, okay, I know what's going to happen? Well, they all talk. So they know. I think they know who's going to be there. You don't think Brendan is waiting for Piper, who we know is going to come in. He's definitely waiting for Piper. That's why he's not making the moves on Natasha. He's waiting for Piper. I'm not seeing it with Brendan and Natasha. I think he doesn't want to hurt her feelings, but he also wants to keep the options open because he knows Piper. He wants to stay there. So he needs a rose to stay there for Piper to come in. That's a tough position to be in. (laughs) It is. When you're waiting for somebody... Unless you're totally honest about it. So what's going to happen? Because Kendall was very emotional about Joe and Joe's very emotional about Kendall. Yeah. So are they 
over each other. It doesn't sound like it, but nobody wants to move. I think what'll happen is they'll have a very adult conversation. I think they need closure. That's what it is. But one of them is going to have to leave because they, they're not going to be able to both stay there. I don't know. that. That's what will be interesting. But what? I mean, she walked up to him and said, hey, hey butthead. butthead. What a stupid I'm like, comment. How old are you? I, that's That felt <laughs> weird. I was like, what? I was uncomfortable for about, her. I know. How about like, hey, you or not? Hey, butthead. It was, like, that's what your relationship was? You called each other butthead? Yeah, yeah. Was he, was he like, hey, Beavis? <laughs> <laughs> It just felt it was weird. very immature. Totally immature. <laughs> but I also think she is a little immature. I always thought Kendall was a little odd. Mm-hmm. I forgot when they were on there together, he fell in love with Kendall. And then this long haired Fabio oh, right, guy came. Right. She totally went with him, left Joe in the lurch. Joe left and she went and followed him to Chicago. Yeah, she's a little different. Yeah. Very pretty girl. So my daughter says to me on Monday, she said, oh, I didn't watch last Tuesdays because it's two hours to go two hours and then two hours and then two hours. I go, yeah. She goes, I just don't know if I have it in me. I go, let me just tell you, get it, (laughs) get it in you right now. Don't even watch the two hours before then. Just go to Monday night. So she watched it and she messaged. She goes, okay, I watched it. It's amazing. I'm like, I told you it's so worth the watch. It's so worth it. I'm going to be so disappointed when it's over. I know. Well, we're losing so many things too. So we have Shaw's reunion part two. This did not, well, I guess it actually ended okay because Reza and MJ kind of came back to a good spot, but Boy, was that uncomfortable listening to them go back and forth. Yeah, but there's a lot of loose ends still. I don't think they they tied everything up. Because today, Reza and MJ, I don't think are speaking. But, you know, that's what happens at reunions. They they get in the big fight. Come together temporarily. they come together and then they forget about it. But so Paulina still trying to convince everybody that her and Mike are so in love. And Mike said something where everybody, Mm. everybody got on him where he's like, you know, my most prized possession is Paulina. And they both looked at him like, Mike. And and he honestly had no <laughs> he idea what get he it. said. Mm-hmm. No idea. They're like, possession? He's like, for God's sakes, you guys. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, but do we know what you mean? This this is what your relationship is. She is your possession. And she likes being your possession. Yeah, clearly. She- but those two are such a walking contradiction. Mm-hmm. I mean, none of what they say makes sense. Paulina... To me, she clearly wants to be on the show. But when they asked, why have you, why didn't you show up to certain things? And she's like, I felt unsafe around the group. And they pressed her on it. Yeah. Well, who made you mm-hmm. unfe- feel unsafe? Who made you feel unsafe? She didn't answer the question. No, because it's untrue. It's Mike. Mike doesn't want her around because... Mike doesn't want her around Destiny because Destiny knows shit. Well, so what does Destiny know? And I hate that they kept teasing that Destiny knows stuff, but yet nobody's saying she what said, it is. I will never say what it is. So what did Destiny or what did Paulina, Paulina tell, tell Destiny, Destiny that Destiny won't I don't share? Know, but I have to say they do keep tight lipped about certain things. We found that out. I mean, Reza even said, Destiny, don't say anything. But then stop talking then about don't it because say we want to know. know shit. Don't say what you know. What is it? It's got to be that he physically cheated or something. And he's, I don't know, but she still looked just so scared sitting there. And then he says he got more spoof messages. I mean, the all whole of spoof it message so thing. Dumb. I 100% believe that he sent them to himself. And he's trying to justify by sending a couple of Nima and, you know, spreading them around. Uh, but it still didn't make any sense where he got like 
10 or 30 or something <laughs> spoof messages. Well, wasn't it that Nima said, well, Reza said, it's like you wanted to be the one to get more. You sent it to everybody, but you were like, oh, look, you guys yeah, got a few. I'm more I popular. Got, yeah. I got 20. And then they asked about, I think Andy asked Reza about Adam, why he didn't film so much. He's like, yeah, he doesn't want to be involved. Talk about not feeling safe with these people. I don't blame Adam for that. But then... Um, Reza saying they definitely are not going to have kids. That Which was actually shocking and sad. The reasoning is that he just thinks he's such a horrible person that there's no way he could be a good dad. Well, I mean, it was kind of unclear because he really didn't say. He just said, I know me and it's not, there's some things that about myself that I don't think it's a good idea. You know, maybe because he's writing his book, a lot of these things are coming out more and he's thinking about it. But Adam wanted kids and mm-hmm. he wanted them like, right immediately i wonder if they'll even make it you know it's much easier to break up when you don't have kids yeah i wouldn't be shocked if they didn't i mean there's such a weird cone of silence in this group where they say a lot but there's a lot i think that they keep like you said yeah again though reza says i would drop the restraining order but he still hasn't fucking dropped it no i just don't understand it I don't understand not dropping the restraining order. I get that it may not change anything. And Tommy and you will never be friends. But just drop it, dude. Yeah. I mean, What's just the drop point it. Now? I don't know. But at the end, Mike pulls Destiny and gives her a kiss. Yeah, trying to keep her under wraps is what he's trying to do. Well, exactly. Keep her mouth shut. Yep. I don't think, like we said, Reza and MJ, they kind of made up at the end. But yeah, no, they're, they're not made up. They're going to make up just so they can film. Possibly. Because both of them need the paycheck. Yeah. If they're going to have another season. And that's going to be their agreement. Mm-hmm. And that's that. I think you're right. Well, I can't believe I'm saying this, Gina, but support for the Dames Who Dish podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped. Oh, ladies, listen up. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for you and your man's jewels. And your women's jewels. I used it, Gina. I have jewels too. No more Harry Bush. (laughs) There's so many good products and they offer all kinds of grooming tools, lotions and potions. There's a lawnmower. There is a weed whacker, which is an electric nose hair trimmer. Ooh, yes, I use that too. There's a crop shaver, which is a three-blade groin razor. Ooh. The plow, which is a face razor, and then shears, a nail kit, and all sorts of replacement tools and equipment. There are also anti-chafing ball deodorant. Oh, thank you God. You want fresh balls. Thank God. We don't want sweaty balls. We don't want swamp crotch. No, we don't. We want clean balls. Clear groin shaving gel. There is exfoliant, foot deodorant, and on and on and Everything on. Everything you could want for your man. And all you have to do is insert our code, Dames Who Dish, all one word, and get 20% off and free shipping worldwide. Free shipping. Ladies, it's the perfect gift for you and your man. Trust me, he will thank you. And your balls. <laughs> your your <laughs> husband's <laughs> balls. <laughs> they will thank you too. Your husband's balls will thank you too. Um, So Potomac. You got a chance to watch Potomac. I did watch Potomac. So they're still in Williamsburg. They're in Williamsburg a long, long time. time. Well, there's nothing happening. Well, there's nothing happening in Williamsburg well, either, that's apparently. True. That's true. <laughs> Candace said something funny in the beginning. They were talking about, you know, Wendy being triggered by things. And Candace is like, everybody has triggers and Eddie is Wendy's trigger. Candace, no fucking shit. These ladies are saying that Eddie cheated on you. Now did you see the newest things about Eddie? 
No, what? So apparently after these rumors came out, people found his Instagram page and he was following a ton of ladies that have big booties and big butts. Oh, God. And then after this aired, he unfollowed a lot of them. Like Instagram influencers or whatever? Yes. Who Who cares? Is that his thing? Who cares? Exactly. So maybe that's why, maybe that's why she got a big boobs and butt. Exactly. That's fine. To make her husband happy. And isn't... Anybody's husband a trigger? I mean, the minute you start talking about I mean. someone's husband, you talk husband, about my husband. Yeah, that's my trigger. Exactly. No shit. Your husband should be your trigger. Right. Pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> pow pow. Also, I loved Wendy doing like a whatever she was on CNN or MSNBC or whatever in the room upstairs. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Like on vacation. Sorry, ladies, I have real work to do. <laughs> I'm on CNN now. <laughs> and then Karen gets her key to the city. With like with six people, five there. people, which are all her family members. She also was like, "Thank you, I accept the responsibility." And what is that responsibility? Yeah, what is it? I don't know. But the best part was <laughs> then um, Ray comes up and says, "Well, aren't you going to talk about the oh. other thing?" And she says, "Yes." And I'd like to announce that La Dom is will be expanding, and I'm adding three wick candles. <laughs> no, she goes, "I'm adding candles," and they're like. Um, what about Wendy's? Wendy's is one wick. Mine is three. <laughs> it's way different. Who are you telling? I mean, there's like six people here. And Yeah. Why announce it there? Wendy came to you for advice, business advice. Yeah. You didn't say anything then? Like, it, by the way, just so you know, I have a three wick candle. <laughs> I'm expanding the dom. It's like she was usurping her like, you got the one? I got the three. That's right. Mine are better than yours. More candles. That's what we what need. What if she more said something candles. really funny? She's like, well, you know, the three wick covers more <laughs> covers more ground or some, some stupid comment. And then Robin gets a FaceTime call mm. from Juan, the non-existent partner. Yeah. So, I mean, she's really hanging on to this with Wendy. Robin yeah. is really pissed at Wendy. Is that a real thing? I don't know. I don't know either. This, You know, this is Robin's story. This is all she's got. <laughs> it's all the so. girls got. Just let her have it. Um, and then, of course, Mia oh. interprets what Giselle says, but she interprets it incorrectly and tells the group. She said that Giselle said Wendy is a bitch. A she, weak bitch. A weak bitch. Yes. And Giselle never said that. However, I I think she interpreted it right. Like, that's how I took it. Like, she can't handle it. She's just a weak bitch. Now, she didn't say those words. No, And, and Giselle is very careful with her words. She would make sure not to say something like that. But what she said was, she can't handle what's going down. Maybe she shouldn't be around us. Yes. I, I would interpret that the same way as Mia did. She yeah, says you're when, a weak bitch. When you actually say the words, <laughs> yeah, yeah. weak bitch. It's much worse. Giselle's like, huh? <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> I didn't say that. The mid-season trailer is yeah. going, it's going down. It is. And then we have Macy Gray at the end for where I'm assuming that Ray and Karen's it's the, vow renewal yes. is going to be the finale. Probably. I'm guessing. Probably. Yeah, that makes sense because everybody's there. Even, yeah. Even Giselle. Even Giselle was sitting there. I know. It's shocking. Oh, God. You know that Giselle was dying seeing Macy Gray sing at the vow renewal. I know. I know. <laughs> Classic. Below deck, they ended up getting the new crewmate. She yeah. To, and she went to Berkeley. So oh, she's she, a NorCal girl. She did? Unless she went to Berkeley School of Music, but I think it was <laughs> I think it was our Berkeley. Yeah, no, I saw Delaney and then my internet went out. And so along with that went my below deck um, <laughs> Your experience? recording. Yeah. Um, she said something interesting in the very beginning. 
So she has a little bit of a speech impediment where her R's sound like W's, which is very common. In fact, my kids had that. My husband had it, and he says that's why he speaks so much now. Yeah, right. (laughs) Okay. No, actually, what he says is that's why I excelled in sports because my brothers made fun of my speech impediment. Oh, my my youngest daughter had the the W for R's. Yeah, New York. She used to say her R's funny. She was just an East Coast girl. She was an East Coast girl. That wasn't as interesting as her saying in second grade they used to pull her out because of it. And she liked that so much that she kept faked it. The she kept it. Yeah, she so faked now, it. So now it's just part of her? It's very odd to have, I mean, no shade here, but it's very odd to have an adult with that kind of a speech impediment because it's so prevalent in kids yeah. and you don't see it in adults. It's a tongue thing. Is it? Like you can do uh-huh. exercises. My, you my daughter learn. had to do exercises to... It's like rolling your tongue Re- or something. Retraining. Retraining your tongue. But she just decided not to. Hmm. Okay. So what else happened, Anne? Anyway, I missed it. That was it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so here's the biggest problem. They have to train her. She's She had a little bit in her resume that said she had done some stew work. But she's a deck hand. She's a deck hand, but she said she's had a little bit of stew work. Well, she hasn't. She's done nothing. But I mean, you can learn it. It's not... It's not well, it's making beds and cleaning. Course. How hard is it? Of course. So Lexi kind of takes her under her wing. She's going to train her. Oh, Jesus. Which, by the way, this is fantastic because then less work Lexi has to do. They said, do you mind sleeping in with two of the guys? Because Matt, third, right? Doesn't yeah, it was, to sleep it was Matt? Matt and somebody else. And she's like, no, I'm fine. I was decorate. You know, that doesn't yeah. bother me. Well, Captain Sandy gets word. It's against regulations to have different sexes in the same room. Co-ed rooms? Yeah, you can't have it. So Captain Sandy didn't know this rule and she let her come on, which is really fucking annoying. So now she's like, Matt, you have to go sleep with the engineer for this for this charter. Then afterwards, you all have to switch it up. Katie is stressing out because she's like, first off, I don't think she's fitting in that well. Like she's doing the job. okay, but we're training her the whole time. It's almost more stressful. Well, hold on a second, because when Malia was on with her boyfriend, didn't they share a cabin? Did they? I share mean, there've been other. other... I know. That's what I understand. So all of a sudden, it's a new regulation. I'm not sure. Huh. So Katie's like, Katie decides. I don't think it's work because then everybody's stressed out. Then Matt's like, "Fuck, I don't want to move. Like, I like my room. I like my cabin. Everybody was going to have to move just to accommodate her. Hmm. So she's super stressed, and she <laughs> she tells Katie sits her down in the middle of the charter and's like, Delaney, you're less qualified than I thought." And we all have to move rooms. This is just kind of too much for me. I can't handle this. (laughs) And Delaney fights for her job. And she's like, I don't think it's right because I'm just learning. I think I'm doing a pretty good job. Then finally, Katie's like, well, let's just wait till after this charter. She's like, fuck, now I have to worry about it the whole time. Mm, How is she doing, though? I mean, she's doing the work. She's been doing the laundry, which is fine. Keep her in the laundry. Like, just, oh, but here's what they think, which, which I agree with. It's less of a tip because you have more of a person. So that's annoying. So oh, yeah. You have to split it with a higher number of people. Right. So, I mean, really, it is worth... To I mean, not have her there? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, why didn't... I mean, she's the one... Katie's the one who said, yeah, bring her on. But yeah, she but thought she it thought was going to be... she was experienced. Well, and also she thought maybe Lexi might be leaving. Right. And also, Katie's so stressed, she's throwing up. Like, she's going oh in the bathroom God. and throwing up. That's how she handles it. Yeah, so she doesn't... She doesn't know what she's going to do. They're going to wait till it's over... I don't. I just don't know if she really likes the lady. It's mm. kind of funny. Uh, let's go to Roni finale. It's over. Thoughts? Thank God it's over. Oh, and this was the worst season ever. 
And I mean, it's rare that we even say that. Well, we've never said it about New York because even a bad season is good in New York. I just think COVID hit New York too hard. It was just. It didn't gel. No. It was just. Yeah. And there's so many rumors. It did not flow. So many rumors about there, out there about Ebony and about who's coming back and who's not coming back. And there is no reunion, which we don't even need one because why? (laughs) Right. Yeah. What are they going to talk about? I think this was a good ending to the season. Like it was fun. The party where they dressed up as each other. But I was just kind of like, it was a stretch. Yeah. They talked about their worst sexual experience, which they were all very boring stories. Not even <laughs> one of them was entertaining in the least. The only thing I liked is that they all ended on a good note. Like yes. nobody was fighting. They were having fun. They were putting the pasties on. They yeah. flashed their boobs. I'm not a prude, but that didn't even look fun to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> not a good time. I'm not a pasty gal. No, who wants to show their boobs anyway? And yeah. a bunch of women who are just going to judge your boobs. No. <laughs> but then Leah does her final speech. And it was like, you know, because of everything we went through this past year, the political, racial pandemic, all of it. It was a nice ending. But the, the awkward part is we also know that while watching it, Ebony had a real hard time. Like she went back and she went into her feelings again, especially in the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. And she went off social media for weeks because she had to relive a lot of the stuff that was really hard for her. So to see it end like this, like, oh, it's all fun and happy. Yeah. And then to see her reliving it as we're all watching it, it just took it back to wherever. I don't know. I don't know who talks now. No idea. I don't know that Ebony, from what I've heard, that Ebony left on a good note or that she's in good. She might be talking to Leah, but I don't think she really has a relationship with any of those women. I think those women at the end of the season were all friends. They were all got along. They respected each other enough, you know, in their own little world. Mm -hmm. Ebony felt great about everything. Sonia felt great. They all felt great about how it ended. And then they rewatched it and they realized, oh, a lot of weird shit went on and a lot of bad shit went on. Yeah. And reliving it changed everything. And yeah, so now and that I always think, happens. Yeah, it does. The ebony swap, I th- or ebony swap. <laughs> Identity swap. Yeah. Ebony was a really good Luann. Oh, she did it so well. She did really and actually, well. Actually, I think Ramona did a very good Leah. She did. <laughs> the was- others were fine, but I think she loved being Luann. Oh, 100%. <laughs> hundred percent. Did the you microphone? Oh, she didn't put it down, and that oh, was totally she loved it. the crown, the microphone, Giovanni, Giovanni dress. Um, did you notice Bershawn had the exact same orange athleisure wear that Karen Huger had? No. Yeah, the oh, same God. exact. I think it's Ivy Park. Oh, I don't know that brand. It's Beyonce's athleisure. Oh, I could be wrong. Of course. But- it probably is. Ebony has a temporary gig on The View. I think they're testing her out. I think that would be perfect, oh, perfect for her. I think she's way better suited to be on The View than she would be as a New York housewife. Well, wait, is Garcelle on The View? No, or, she's, no on, she's the real. on The Real. That's yeah. Right. No, I think I think Ebony would be great on one of those talk shows. Yeah. That's where she needs to be. I just don't feel like this was a good fit for her. I mean, they do need a cast shakeup. What it should be, I'm not sure. Um, did you see that Dancing with the Stars announced some of their people? Matt James is going to be on it. Oh, I didn't see Matt James. I saw Kenya. And Kenya. 
That's all and I've seen Jojo so far. Siwa. Oh yeah, Jojo. And Jojo's gonna have a girl to dance with. She, is she gonna wear the big bows? That's her she, thing. Gina, she's over the bows. She's, she's sixteen 18. now, or she's eighteen, isn't she? Oh, Seventeen, maybe. She's no, she doesn't do the bows anymore. Come on, I don't know. Every picture That's I young see, young Jojo, is Jojo, and so big deal. So she's, so she's having a girl, female partner. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? Who cares? I'm more pissed off that Tyra Banks is gonna be the. Oh, <laughs> we have to. <laughs> endure actually i don't watch it but i'll watch i don't for, either but i'll like zoom through it and watch how yeah. bad people are well i want to see kenya i do too i bet she's pretty good you think well, I, I don't know it's supposed to be very it's hard very hard it doesn't matter you can have beat trying to do the certain steps is very difficult trust me i've tried <laughs> <laughs> well you almost have to be a gymnast or an ice skater or something like that those are the ones that or do have really a, well a lot of experience dance experience Matt james yeah. gonna have such a hard time he's too he's tall. So tall they he can't never do it good. the athletes are never that great no there's a few that are good they have to be able to like get down you know they can't stand up straight. who's the partner going to be if he's doing like a waltz or something he has to stand up really straight and stiff you have to have a tall well, who else are they going to have on i wonder yeah i don't know i mean it's kind of like scraping the bottom of the barrel as it is it always is there's always a few people that are like what are you doing that for it's a huge commitment too yeah a lot of people like and watch the show and kenya's 50 is she wait is she 50 i think she is she might be she had that baby wow did she have that baby that wow, late you think maybe not maybe not 50 but she's close oh and then the, um greg leaks passed away i know that was That's so sad, sad. Well, there was a lot of chatter about Nini saying something at her mm. lounge, but that put, was very quick. I put it on our, yeah, I put that on our page because I thought, I thought it was like from a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And basically what she was saying was, you know, everybody thinks I'm being an asshole because I won't take a picture with them where my husband's at home transitioning to the other side. And then people were like, well, then what are you doing there? It's like, this is her job. She's working. Yeah. And then it was so soon, like two days later, he's Yeah, passed. very sad. I, I liked Greg. Yeah, he was a good guy. So I wonder, maybe Nini will come back. Well, maybe. That would be really interesting. Yeah. I don't mm. know if she would, though. I don't know. She's got her lounge. She doesn't, she probably I think her doesn't lounge is it. doing really well. Where is it? In Atlanta? Atlanta somewhere. Mm. So right after this, we have the Zen Blonde. Yeah, give it a listen. She's really, really interesting. She is. And have a great Labor Day weekend. Have a great Labor Day end weekend. End of summer. I know. I'm so sad. Actually, I just saw somebody say it's not really the end of summer. Summer ends like technically like September 21st something. or something. For, it feels like it. For yes. us, it's the end of summer. <laughs> For us, it is. Yeah. <laughs> have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. Okay, so excited. We have a special guest for you today on the Dames Who Dish podcast. We discovered... Lauren on Heather McDonald's podcast, yeah, right? Scoop. You have an account on TikTok and on Instagram, but you're pretty well known for your TikTok called The Zen Blonde. So welcome to the Dames Who Dish. Hi, Lauren. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me. When you were on Heather McDonald, you went on there because you had a deep dive into the Army Hammer scandal. Really, uh, tell us about your relationship with Army Hammer's aunt because you're friends with her at this point. Oh my God. I love Casey. So that was such a fun one. Um, Heather had me on to go over the Vanity Fair article and I love Heather too. So essentially what happened was I really had such an aversion to this whole Army Hammer story. I really didn't want to look into it. My friend Caitlin and her sister Scarlett were pestering me <laughs> to look into it and in the, the height of COVID. So they were on Reddit super late and my, my friend was telling me all this crazy stuff for Reddit. That led into figuring out that Casey Hammer's book was on Audible and being like, you know what? 
I'm just going to dive into this because I know I've seen on Reddit there's like weird stuff with the family. Let's check this lady's book out. And I was listening to it and like was so blown away by like how insane her life was that chapter by chapter I just started doing TikToks and they went super viral. Um, and then people started letting her know like, hey, uh, there's this viral TikTok about your life. And then I was like, oh, shoot, this is a real person. She has an Instagram. <laughs> Dang it. I hope she uh, she doesn't have a problem with this uh, publicity that I've just given her. And she contacted me after that. And over time, we built a friendship. And uh, she's she's a wonderful human. I don't know how she came out of that life situation, such a lovely person, but she's just truly delightful and uh, just such a nice person. Well, but, and she wrote this book years ago, right? It's not like a brand new book. Yeah, so it's called Surviving My Birthright. She wrote it like five years ago. And like, I think just didn't have the right PR around it. And I think, you know, it's one of those things, like some people forget who... It's unlike a celebrity, a really rich family can kind of, I think, in, in some ways intentionally be forgotten, right? Because they don't necessarily want to be in the limelight. And when that family was in the limelight, it was usually for something not so wonderful that was happening uh, with their father that was in the press or, uh, you know, different scandals. But, you know, I think when you're just a really wealthy family, your goal is to get like very procured publicity when somebody's married or when somebody dies, but it's not like you don't want stories written about you unless it's some, some industrious thing, you know? So I think, you know, people just kind of forgot about the hammers. And then of course, like when everything happened, you know, unfortunately that happened with Army Hammer and, you know, the women he impacted, it kind of, I guess, reminded people of who, that family was and how industrious they were and Occidental Petroleum and all that stuff. So it's how I ended up finding her. And, you know, I think people really uh, were amazed that obviously certain behaviors have been happening over the generations of this family. She uh, should probably be thanking you, right? Because between your TikToks and the Heather McDonald, the Juicy Scoop, I'm sure she's sold a ton of more books. Oh, my God. Well, listen, she's thanked me many times. Unfortunately, <laughs> I think with with the first round of books being sold, she had like a weird publishing deal with somebody. So she didn't actually like make money off of it. Oh, oh no. So, so if you if anyone listening wants to buy her book, buy the authorized version, the reprinted version. Um because, yeah, unfortunately, it didn't pan out the way the way that I would have hoped for it to for yeah. her. But, um, you know, I think at least people know who she is now. And hopefully she'll write another book. Well, I mean, the crazy part is it's it's not just Army's aunt. It's Army's father's sister, his only sister. Right. And she got right. none of the inheritance. And doesn't she work just like a regular job now somewhere? Yeah, yeah. She was working just like a normal job um, at Home Depot. And she had had like a bunch of a big career in like buying and doing different things, you know, in fashion. Um, but it w was a really crazy situation. And if you read the book, it, it kind of seems like, you know, some papers went missing. And, mm -hmm. and you know, it was a, it was almost like if you've seen the, sh the movie like Knives Out, it was kind of like it yeah. felt like that. Yeah, uh, it, it felt like Knives Out meets, meets Secession meets like <laughs> Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. And I'm just like, you know, that's why the book is great. So I highly recommend reading it. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff about his dad in there, too. So yeah, you can yeah his dad was interesting. God, the whole that also. whole family. Yeah. And I, of course, I never even realized or made the connection that they were the museum and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I just I just never knew, you know, like you said, rich people tend to only want to be out in the news when it's good stuff, you know, philanthropic and fake philanthropic things. Yeah. Right, right. Oh, God. I mean, it's such BS half the time. Um, 
And, you know, I don't know if you guys check this out, but there's a documentary on Netflix called Made You Look that's all about the Nodler Gallery, which was owned by the Hammer family. And they were selling like fake Motherwells and like Pollocks and like they were doing it for years. Um, and Michael Hammer was very far removed living in the Cayman Islands. Mm -hmm. And then there was this art dealer there who, it was almost like the Jackson Pollock that fell off the truck, right? How great would it be if this was real? And like, literally like whoever was creating them was using like the right paint from the right time. And like, you know, like was getting like 60 year old paint and like uh, aging things in a specific way. So that like upon like inspection, it would be like, well, this checks out, I guess, you know, this person <laughs> just doesn't care about making money and wants to sell me this Jackson Pollock for like this amazing price that I can then sell for like 500 times that. <laughs> Uh, how amazing, but it's like, it's one of those things It went on for, I forget how many years, I think it was to the tune of 60 million total, maybe 60 or 80. Oh, and, you know, it was one of those things where it's like some alarm bells must have been ringing or they should have been ringing, mm -hmm. but this, if it's too good to be true, it usually is. Right. Um, and a big thing I think with art is like the origin is really important and people always try to like find a picture of the painter with a piece of art. And like, I think they call it the, the pro Providence or province or something with art. And so you, you want to find that or some sort of record of it actually being from the artist and there was like none of that. So really, really interesting. <laughs> How stuff. convenient. Uh, How convenient. Yeah. There's one documentary and I can't remember the name of it. Same thing, but with wine. And I don't remember mm -hmm. the name of it, but this guy was, you know, pretending that this wine was from this certain region. It was very old and he would put dust on it. I mean, it was just, you know, one of those <laughs> things. It was, it's great. It was like two buck chuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. These wine snobs were like, wow, this is really different. So how did you get your TikTok start? Was it always deep diving or what What made you even start this account? So I, it's funny. I was telling a friend about this the other day. I, I had a friend that did really, really well on TikTok. Her TikTok is called Real Estate Source. And she does like all this cool commercial real estate stuff. She has like almost a million followers. And I saw her blowing up over TikTok. And I was like, wow, that looks like a lot of fun. And I was kind of like burnt out from Instagram. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to delete this for a month and force myself to learn TikTok. Because it, it felt like it was a very like um, tedious thing in the beginning. And then anyone trying to do TikTok, what I will say is you just practice and like figure it out. Then it's not tedious at all. And it's very easy. But I was like, okay, like what do I want to do on here? And I was like, well, I studied psychology in college. And I, was, I had a bunch of really cool psych facts that like, helped me with relationships and just like with like, you know, different things that I knew other people when I'd shared with like girlfriends and stuff. I'm like, wow, like, are you serious? I'm glad to know that. So I started sharing stuff like that. And then I was like, wow, Lauren, like you only had a four year psych degree. You're not really like qualified to be like giving psych advice. Like people are like, are do you have like your PsyD? And I'm like, no, like psychology undergrad, like armchair psychologist, like what's good. And so then I was like, I better stop. I better stop because you know, like the diagnostic manual changes every few years. You can't, you can't mess around. So <laughs> then I was, I was just diving into every single diversion of mine and every single thing that I was interested in. So like, you'll see, I have videos about North Korea, about traveling, about the most random stuff. But you know, when I wasn't traveling, which I haven't done any of that really during the pandemic, I was always kind of like really, really into housewives and really, really into pop culture. And so I feel like my diversion came to the forefront this year, just because we all needed like diversions. And so I started talking about that more so and some of the deep divey stuff, because I, you know, basically cloistered myself <laughs> over the pandemic. I was like living like a nun, except like, you know, and I was like in my room and I was like, well, what should I like look into now? Like my brain needed things to do. And so that's kind of really how it all started. Um, 
And then I kind of got into the groove and started doing it more. Uh, that's yeah. what I love about that's it because it's all over the place. It's a lot of pop culture. You do Britney Spears. What is your favorite? Like right now, are you digging into something deep now? Or what's your favorite one you're you're talking about now? So I'm excited because I'm going to this. Um, my next TikTok, I'll tell you guys because you guys, you know, mm. it'll probably be out by the time this is released. So my next TikTok, I'm going to do a video about how I'm a crazy person taking a red eye to see Sonia Morgan perform in New York. Um, I don't think that's crazy <laughs> at all. That is not no. crazy. I mean, like, I'm just such a crazy Bravo fan. That's the best. Um, so that'll probably be the next one. And I haven't been diving into anything too crazily recently. Um, some of my, I mean, I love the deep dive I did on Marilyn Manson's book. Ooh, that was really fun. That was very was, good. I love you because you do like parts. So you do part one, part two, part three. Yeah. I liked it because I had done a few videos about the allegations that were out there about him. And, you know, he has such a strong fan base that like you just get this crazy hate from these people that like it's like really like 13 women. Like there's accusations of minors and the FBI is looking into him in Florida. Like, ooh, like kind of a bad look to be sticking up for this guy. Then there were these other people that were like, how did you not know that he was like this? We all knew that he was like this. And I was like, and you did nothing? I was like, I would have been rioting the streets. Like, I didn't know because he always scared me. So and scary. I can barely look at his pictures. <laughs> I mean, he's so, so creepy. creepy. When I got the book, I was like, literally, I left the book by my door because I was like, I don't even want it like in my house. Like, I was like, this is just like the creepiest book. Like, I don't even want to bring it into my space. But um what I liked about that deep dive was the book was from 1996. And I was like, Oh my God, if somebody wrote this book today, like they would be canceled oh. and nobody bothered to like resurrect it. But like, he literally admits to like a potential plot to like kill an ex-girlfriend. And like, he went to her house to burn it down and then heard sirens and got spooked, but had a whole premeditated thing. And so many stories like that. I'm like, how was this book released? And I'm like, have we really come that far since 1996 that like, that was a, in some way appropriate and everyone chalked it up to like a cho- uh, shock rocker persona. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We actually have come that far. Isn't that crazy? It wasn't even that long it's ago. Crazy. And it wh- so why would Rose crazy. McGowan be ever interested in this guy? Well, she oh my was God, young. I know. She was real young, wasn't Still, she? Still. Oh, he's so creepy. Yeah. I mean, and with her, you know, I think she didn't have a, the same experience with him but then she said she's believed everyone that did and it's just you have to wonder you know what what happened there maybe they had that whole celebrity situation where like he was in like california when she was in london and they they had a relationship they really only spent like three weeks together or something you know you have to yeah. wonder yeah um what went down there I actually have a funny story about her i was in uh i was in istanbul and i was at this restaurant called chaconis they have them all over and so i i shaved my hair really short. I kind of like lived as a nun for a while. I, I did this whole crazy journey. And uh, so when your hair grows back in, like it's kind of gets itchy when the hair is like breaking through, I guess. <laughs> and so I had this like little page boy cap I wore because I had this most awkward like chiclet haircut. And so I was like, you know, just like itching my head, itching it. And then I kind of like tilted the hat like this. And then I make eye contact with this woman it's Rose McGowan. She thinks I like tip my hat oh to her. My, so she's oh like, my gosh. She, like, she has like a beaming smile. And I was like, it took me like 
a minute to figure out what that interaction that just happened. It was like, I looked like I tipped my hat to her. Like, thank you for me too. Oh my I was like, God. Oh, dang. We, we made like direct eye contact. It was such, such so a moment. And funny. I was like, oh my God. I went back to my table. I was like, is that really her? And I, I like looked at her Instagram and she was at the Agia Sophia that day. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that just happened. Oh that my was- God. That is a great Crazy. Rose McGowan story. Of all places. Like, go up to her. And I'm like, dad, I'm not going to go up to her. I'm such she thinks I'm hitting right. on her. Yeah. No. yeah, like literally. It's so funny. My friend friend said that she's like maybe she's hitting on you and I was like no come on. <laughs> come on. She, she thought I was like she thought I was giving her a little hat tip yeah for, yeah for me too which in, in my heart I was I didn't realize I was doing it in the moment right but, yeah right yeah. of all <laughs> places know, to run I love it. it so speaking of housewives and kind of deep diving I can't remember. Did you di- deep dive into Erica's story a little bit but you've been putting the news out there but I don't know if you've yeah, gone yeah. deeper than any Not anything we don't know not at the level that like Bravo Bravo Ducking Bravo has, or, you know, BBF Bravo's done some deep, deep stuff too. Um, the big thing that I saw was like, you know, I had a woman that knew somebody that lived with Tom Girardi at one point and uh, she had been in the house many times and she lives in the, that Pasadena area still. And so she drove by the house and saw who she thought was Tom driving out like a roadster. And then people were like, oh, well, was he allowed to do that? Is he is he allowed to be driving? And that was like a whole thing. But yeah, she had been in the house many times, so she knew it intimately. She knew how to drive up to the house. And I, she took a photo and sent it to me, and I guess he didn't look very pleased that she was Ooh. taking photos. So he was driving <laughs> recently then? This must have been when things really started going downhill, I think right around uh, maybe right like a week after that documentary came out, mm. Housewives of the Hustler. So I was, was that maybe two months ago? So yeah, recent enough so remember. that his mind was right. clear enough for him to be driving a vehicle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's somebody that knew him that said it looked like him, you know, coming out of his driveway, I think. If, well, if how can you miss like him, really, right? I mean, he's pretty identifiable, I think. At do this you, point. Do you, <laughs> yeah. th- do you think she thought he had a dazzling personality when she knew him? <laughs> Oh my God. You know what? I never asked, but I think everything that maybe she once knew has been um, influenced by the, the now information that we have. have <laughs> I, how could it not be? Him? Like, have you guys bid on anything? For, for no, the no, we thought about no. it. We thought about it. Who's yeah. Oh, Heather McDonald is bidding on something and she won't tell anybody because she really wants it. And I Ryan thought, Bailey well, is oh, also. Ryan Bailey is also. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I, I thought about it too. There were a few bottles of like, there was a, a few bottles of wine that I was like, oh, that's actually a nice bottle. I mean, there's no way of knowing if it's going to be good or not, but nobody had really bid on it. Was like, hmm. Well, they were even auctioning off like open bottles of, oh, God. of alcohol. Oh, I didn't like, see that. In the heck? I think it would be funny to have like an old, like some office thing that looked, they all look like they were from 1975. And I, I just think yeah. that it would be funny to have like an old, maybe a telephone or something from... The stapler office there, his... yeah, stapler. <laughs> Put it on our. We have a little, um, it's a little clubhouse area over here that yeah. we bought when we went to BravoCon. All we, our little trinkets, all our little trinkets that we got there. Oh my god, I cannot believe. So you guys went to BravoCon? We did. I'm yeah. so glad we did. Yeah, because who knows that if it'll ever like happen hard. again? Oh my god, I mean, I that was just one of those years where it was like too much at the time. Like, I just couldn't make it happen. And oh, do I sorely regret it? I mean, wow! I know we were lucky to get you guys. I know know. we were lucky to get one ticket each for one day. That was it. It was no joke trying to get that one ticket. Oh my god! I mean, that's I think I remember. It might have been even like access to 
finding the tickets it just sold out quickly it sold out very quickly you couldn't even we weren't even going for the expensive ones now this year we're like oh no we're going for the vip we don't care we're just gonna go (laughs) for it you know we haven't done anything all year we're gonna go for this but next year i guess they're trying they were trying to bring it to la i wish that would be so much easier i think that would be the best and also i think the great thing about la is you could do it outdoors yeah. Or you yeah. could do it, you know, like the weather here is good enough that they could make it way more COVID safe here. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Um, but it's just, it's so unfortunate, but you know, we're kind of back in, back in the game again. I know. Yeah, yeah we are. I know. But then um, selfishly, I love New York. So I would want to just go there. And me and Gina, it was like a girl's weekend and we had so much fun. It was fun. Oh my God. It's the best. Well, any excuse, I'm from New York. So any excuse I can get to go back is like, I'm there, I'm there. You know, but then again, LA, it's like, you know, it's nice to be able to just walk out your door and, you know. The weather's always nice. So what what do you think of Britney Spears? Do you think she's handling her own social media? I mean, like every day is something different with her. The topless pictures. Now, what's your take on those topless pictures? Because it's a lot. I am dying to recreate them, but I have way too much respect (laughs) for my family. I just think it'd be so funny. Like I might take them for my personal collection. Um, Because I just think it's so, I mean, I don't know, you guys. It's so confusing. The whole thing's so convoluted. Every time I think I know something, a new bit of information is presented that like, makes me question the old frame of mind I had around it. So right now I am super confused because captions are getting changed. There was a video of her holding her phone, but like a lot of the photos that come out just feel recycled to me. Yeah. They feel like they're old and they feel like they're being reused and repurposed, which like, to me, that's something that a social media manager that's not getting access to new photos would do. Um, it seemed at one point like maybe she was responsible for some of the captions. Um, there was a caption the other day that mentioned like something negative about how basically how all of her hallmark accomplishments were before the conservatorship. And then that caption was changed to a bunch of little kissies. Mm. And it's just when stuff like that happens, you have to wonder, right? Like, does she have, is she working concurrently with the social media manager who saw that and then said, I'm changing the caption? Yeah. Um, is, is her is her lawyer saying to her, hey, Brittany, that's really off base. Like that, that could be troublesome for your legal case. Like we're going to change that. Like you just don't know. It's all well, smoke and mirrors. And I think until she has some semblance of freedom, like we're not going to know. Yeah. She um, had that really weird long post that she was locked in the bathroom and she couldn't get out. Did you did you see that one? She was taking was a bath she... and somehow she got I... locked in the bathroom and she had, it was like this big long thing and it, none of it made any kind of sense. It was just bizarre. I don't know if I saw that one. I did see the one, like I did see the thing where she was in the bathroom with her son and she didn't want to like let him go to his, her, his dad when he was mm. a baby. That was only locked in the bathroom one thing. I mean, the thing we have to remember, and I think people forget this, is, like, Paris Hilton had to teach her how to use Google. Like, she's, like, a performer. She's, like, a musical genius. Like, that is her niche, and that is her strength. But, like, she didn't, like, sit down and go to high school like you or I. True. So for her to be able to string together, like, a coherent sentence and, like, have the sentence structure and everything, that's why, like, sometimes I think people are like, she's manic, she's crazy. And I'm like, oh, no, I think she just, like, didn't have an English class. Not super educated, yeah. But you know what confuses me is when she was on, I think it was America's Got Talent, she was a judge. She seemed really good there. At that time, I don't know, she really connected with the people. She was really good at her job. And I'm thinking, at what point was that in her life? It seems seems like she was doing really good then. So I don't know. Yeah. 
I don't know. And I think she has been doing well for a while. I think she's probably somebody that just needs a business manager, like many celebrities do, that manages their money. Like, if I was as rich as her, like, 100% I would need a business manager. Like, I probably need one now. Like, I'm the crazy person, again, <laughs> jumping on a plane tonight that I booked last week. Like, you know, it's like somebody managed my, my finances for no, me. No, no. Do it now. Do know? everything when you can. There's Why are you waiting? What are you waiting for? You have to do it when you can. You know. If the pandemic taught me one thing, it's like, you just have to go full send on your life. And, you know, like sure. I'll wear an N95 and I'm, I'm vaxxed, but you know, I just think I need to live again. You know, I'm sure yep. you guys do too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah we're definitely. heading, we're heading to Vegas next week. So we're the crazy ones, May right? May not be such a good oh, idea. But... Oh my god! I know. I know. We don't, like, we're kind fun. of regretting it at this point, but that's all right. We're going to have fun anyway. We're going to walk in the wild yeah. side. Yes. we got to go to Lisa Vanderpump's yeah. gardens or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> oh my gosh. It's going to be Are fun. they shooting? Are they shooting any like Vanderpump stuff there? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think yeah. so either. Well, I thought for a while they might do that. Especially when this Vanderpump wasn't, we didn't see any movement. But now, you know, they're already done filming that. What, yeah. since you're an L.A. girl, do you like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Is that one of your favorites or no? Oh, my God, I love it. And it's funny, like, I think I love the ones the most in places that I've lived. You know, I've lived in, like, obviously New York and L.A. And, like, Beverly Hills and New York are my favorite. And I think it's just because, like, I like seeing the landmarks and mm-hmm. stuff. I, like I think being, so, like, too. Ooh, yeah. like, I know that place. Plus, uh, it, feels, it feels like they have the most money. I don't know about New York anymore, but Beverly Hills yeah. definitely has the money. Um, yeah. Are you excited to see Heather Dubrow back on the OC? I think it'll add some spice, some much needed spice. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, what do, you, what do you guys think? I think it'll be good for the show. I'm not a huge Heather Dubrow fan. I, she's, yeah. You know, but she's going to be good TV. She'll be good TV. She can be like, I mean, all the memes. I don't know if you guys put me out there about her and Gina interacting. Like, it's so funny to think about because <laughs> it's like... You know, you have like the polarity and then it's like she's obviously very pretentious and like, you know, very. uh, That's what's going to be good about it. I want to see her. I want to see her interact with all of these ladies in some way or another. Her and Shannon. Remember, they had those big fights early on. That'll be fun to see. I I like the opulence of Heather Dubrow. And and I, I want to see I, think- I want to see Terry's face. Like what is happening there? He is doing work <laughs> on himself. He's so pulled tight. He can barely smile. Like Heather looks beautiful. What is happening to him? Have you seen him? I have not checked out his face in a while, so I'm gonna have to take a look. I mean, sometimes people overdo it. You know, I think like, he yeah, overdid it. Here. Yeah. Oh. Oh gosh, yeah. LA that's is crazy. I mean, do you watch Shaws of Sunset? I am not a big Shaws fan, but it's funny. Like you know, people always talk to me about it, and somebody I know like went to high school with one of them, and also <laughs> or the sister school of one of them, and then she also went to high school with Meghan Markle and was like two years younger than her. And so I was like, wanted the Meghan Markle tea. And then I was like, I was getting the Shaw's info. And I was like, oh, no, tell me more about Meghan. And yeah. it, it, there was not, uh, uh, spoiler alert, nothing negative. She was just really smart and pretty and nice. And like, of course, you know, of course. All, all of the things. So Damn that Meghan Markle. <laughs> I know. She's just so perfect. <laughs> but yeah, oh God, was, the OC though, I will say they need something infused. It, it's been so stagnant. Mm-hmm. The last season was such like, I, I could barely watch it. I mean, it was just awful. And I think too, it's like when the wealth is too attainable, mm-hmm. it's not like what you were saying. It's like when it's like, so like, it's like, Oh yeah, I know people like that or yeah, whatever. It's, it's like, like, I don't want to see somebody live in our life. I'm like, no, I want to see <laughs> yeah. the bigger life. <laughs> yeah. Like show me the Birkin bag. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's why I like Beverly Hills. Crystal Minkoff. I think she's yeah. a great addition. She was just on Juicy Scoop. I don't know if you, but I haven't she listened talked yet. about like a down to earth, 
relatable person totally surprised me. So yeah, she's been a good addition, I think, to Beverly Hills. Yeah, she always seems to be like a calm and steady presence. Even when people are like screaming, I feel like she like keeps it together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And anyone that like is that close with Kathy Hilton must be awesome, you know? You think. Okay, so what are your thoughts on Kathy Hilton? She is making the season. I love her. So I I met her a few times when I was working. Uh, like when I first moved here, I took a retail job for six months. I was trying to get a, a corporate job with Goop. And so I was like, here's my weird window that I'm going to get in. Like, And I ended up moving on to a marketing role. But I met her a few times. And I'm telling you, I was more than like any other celebrity that I met. Because I met people like almost every day. When I would see somebody Bravo adjacent or like a Bravo celebrity, like I was like on the inside, absolutely losing my shit. <laughs> And so I grew up with like the simple life, you know what I mean? And knowing that this is like Kyle Richards' sister. And so on the inside, I was absolutely like freaking out and so excited. And like, was just handing her every sample, like, like stuffing her bags with like as many extra things as I could, because she was just like so delightful and such a like nice person. I remember like the first time I met her, like she gave me like a nice firm handshake and told me her name as if I didn't already know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like just a very, like very down to earth, nice person. And when you're in a role like that, you get to see how people really would treat you, you know? Yes. Well, now I want to know where were you working? Where you uh, ran into all these celebrities? So I was in, I was in Brentwood. Do you know Brentwood Country Mart? Yeah. I worked for Gwyneth. I worked for Gwyneth's brand. I worked for Goop. Oh, you were, it was was Goop. Okay. Brentwood Country Mart. Okay. Oh my gosh. How fun. So I, I did it for six months just to like get acquainted to LA because I'd traveled for a year and I didn't really want to go back into like, I was working in the special events industry in New York and it was just like very much burning the candle at both ends, a really intense work situation, hence the taking off for a year long sabbatical. <laughs> so when I got to LA, I was like, I, I really like Goop as a brand and I was like hoping to work brand partnerships or something like that. And it, it was just like, I was like, this is my little in. Um, and then actually I ended up taking a different role right before the pandemic. So it worked out really, really well Ooh. for me. I got lucky, but yeah, it was a, it was a great work experience because it was like, I was telling my friends the other day, I was like, it was kind of like celebrity Disneyland. Like mm. it was just like, and I, I mean, it was so exciting and the people we would see and, you know, we did sell Birkin bags there. So now when I watch the housewives, like I kind of know a lot about like the fashion and, and different things that like, I don't know, I never really would have like looked into like Hermes or like, you know, the Kelly right. or the Birkin. Yeah. I had no idea she even had a retail store. Yeah, she had. I don't know how many she has right now, but she has one in Santa Barbara, too, in uh, the Rosewood Miramar. So if you're ever there, it's it's worth checking out. That's a nice little hotel. Did you meet Gwyneth? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Many times. She would always email us every night. So she was very hands-on and very nice and honestly, wonderful businesswoman. Uh, Could not say, like, enough good things about her. And I love her brand. I still buy all the products, by the way. Really? Like I, yeah. I, I, I totally got turned on to clean beauty and like, I, it, it's very effective. Very good. If you gals ever want right. a good wreck, I sold yeah. it for six months. So I, I know what, <laughs> I know what's good in there. Hey, good if it makes know. Kathy Hilton look like that. Right. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Seriously. I know. I just, it's, it, it was such a funny, funny landing in LA situation. And you know, the great thing about it too, is you learn kind of the ins and outs of like, Oh, your nails look great. What nail salon are you going to? Like, you can ask every single person. And so it really did help me get like so acquainted with LA so quickly. That was a great opportunity for you. So when you took your sabbatical, I just have to ask kind of your eat, pray, love thing. (laughs) 
Oh yeah, totally. My like depleted, depleted, just like dying from New York the, the life. Just like let me get out of here. Is that when oh, you? Is that when you almost got sucked into the cult? Oh my God! Yeah. Okay. So here's what happened. I'll tell you. Okay. So I um I was studying meditation and I I was. It's funny because people are like, Oh my God, how did you do it? But it's like I was like living bare bones. I slept on the ground of so like a Zen monastery, like on the ground, like for a month. Oh my gosh. Okay. Eating like we ate like a few meals a day. It was, it was just like, it was very like Spartan. And (laughs) so when I was in Bali, I did this like yoga teacher training. I won't say the name, but basically. Oh, oh, I, we can um, imagine which one it was. (laughs) I think you probably can. Uh Wait, did you meet the man himself? (laughs) Oh my God. Well, he's not, he's no longer with us. So he's only in spirit, but they trust me. They feel that he's very alive. Um, They wanted me to sleep with a picture of him next to my bed. Oh my God. And they they gave me a photo of him. Um, So maybe this is where my deep diving career started, but like I went out, like I was obviously feeling very depleted, like from New York. And just, again, like I really high stress job situation. And it was just like, it felt like the ground was crumbling beneath me constantly. So I was always putting out fires. So I just needed to leave and go like do yoga. And so um, it was just the weirdest situation. And like, God, it was so, so bizarre. And it was like one of those things where they really wanted you to be indoctrinated in like believing like certain things about this guru. And also um, they wouldn't change anything in in the textbook, even if it was inaccurate because they didn't want to change the words that he had written. Oh, and the God. other thing is he, he put PhD after his name, right? So I'm looking in at the fine print and it wasn't a real PhD in the fine print. It said on the inside of cover, it said Prince of highest divinity, uh, but course. he was like oh, presenting himself as like a, a PhD. PhD. There were so many things like that. And um, so one day we were having this like group meeting so once a week we would speak in front of like all 50 yoga teacher training people and i dug some stuff up on him that he had maybe assaulted some women and what was awkward was a lot of these people had met this guy when he was alive and they prostrated his grave and like they they truly like you know think that he is like the end-all be-all essentially like they think he's like a, a an incarnation of a god so anyway i get up and i'm like yeah you know like i don't know if this yoga is for me i was like i read some stuff online that i'm not too like pleased about about your guru and i just I, it doesn't really align with my beliefs i think you know he's not the, the person that we're being presented well when i tell you somebody from corporate flew in um, oh whenever i was god. talking oh like when i was god. talking they would come over and listen to what I was saying to like groups of friends. Cause they didn't want me to like talk to people in, about him in a negative way. Or if they, if I was, they wanted to step in. It was the most awkward, weird thing ever. And then a year later, it all came out in a book from a woman who had an actual account, which was some of the stuff that I was finding online. And a lot of people reached out to me like both publicly and privately on Facebook to like apologize to me and like, thank me for my bravery for speaking wow. out. But like at the time it was like, I was like a, pariah like persona non grata because it was like I was like raining on everyone's parade and I'm like no let's just be like realistic here but I think that's the danger of some of these things and that's what I did learn going away is like when there is that like religious or yoga or spiritual aspect a lot of times people aren't going to that when when they're in the best situation right and they may be vulnerable or sad and it's the perfect opportunity for someone to take advantage yeah swipe in swipe in and help you and save you yeah and you have to save yourself and you have to be your own guru and you know i think the other thing is um it's just like you can't you can't find all the answers in in something else you have to kind of find them within yourself so 
I did learn a lot through that, but it was, it was one of those weird things where I thought everything I was going to do was going to be so like healing and amazing. And then I was like, Oh God, and, you know, now I found this. But look at, you just said this could have been yeah. the start of this whole new thing you do. And this is just your side project. You have a full-time job just like yeah. us. This is just our side fun thing. We love talking yeah. to interesting people like you. Thank you so much for being here. I know you're so interesting to talk to. I Lauren. know that's why I when oh my it, God. you guys deep dive uh, the Zen blondes dick tick dick <laughs> dick <laughs> pics she has dick pics no tick <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> You did say you might they're, do some shirtless, right? <laughs> Listen, they're on my OnlyFans, but they're going to be taken down um, pretty soon. So yeah, that's right. Um, Catch me on TikTok. But it's so fun to listen to you and your story. You're just so interesting. But you're flying to New York tonight to go see so- yes. Sonia Morgan. We want to watch it in your stories. We can't wait. Cannot wait. Oh my God, I wish I could put you guys in my pocket and take oh, you with me. I wish to. <laughs> so, well, we know the story now. Dumas put out there that Sonia may be fired. Yeah. So, and then it came out again that, nope, that was all false. Well, Don't believe a lot anything. Of false stuff that yeah. Dumas is putting out. I think that's been um, kind of identified now. That yeah. There's a lot of fake stuff or fake stories that are coming out. But we need Sonia Morgan to have this show. She deserves this show before Lillian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we saw the yes. Countess. Have you seen the Countess? Oh, my God, the level at which I wanted to see the Countess. But it was really happening in a big way that year I was traveling. Oh. And so it was like it, the timing didn't align. But when I tell you, like, there was no event that I like wanted to be at more. And that's why I, I think maybe the PTSD from, like, not going to the Countess made me need to book this flight to see yes. Sonia's Cabrales. Oh, yeah. We went and saw the Countess in San Francisco and it was quite an evening. It was a shit show beyond <laughs> everything. Well, the show itself was kind of crap. It yeah. was just the people oh, that the people. were there. It was just yeah. a whole thing. Yeah. It was, it's hard to even yeah. explain. That, that's the fun part. When you Same with BravoCon. You're with your people. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly. the fun yeah. part. Exactly. So, yeah. so you will be with your people with Sonia Morgan. That's going to be so much fun. I can't wait to hear about it. I, I, again, I wish I could bring you guys, but it, I think that's exactly it. I love other Bravo fans, so that's why I'm like, oh, these are my girls right here, you know. I, and uh, thank you so much for having me on. Anytime, oh, anytime. On. Thank you so much for coming Thanks, on. Lauren. Have a thank great you, trip. Guys. Yes, have a great trip. Thank you. There is nothing like a dame, nothing in the world. There is nothing you can name that is.